You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey everyone, Ellie here wishing you a very happy Friday. Well, now we have not one, but two pending indictments of Donald Trump. Wanted to share a couple thoughts with you today about how these two cases will intermingle and intertwine. Lots of moving parts. It's a dynamic situation. Stay with me and we'll continue to break it down. Also, please keep sending me any thoughts, questions, or comments to letters at cafe.com. The Justice Department's indictment of Donald Trump for willful retention of defense information and obstruction of justice is timely, serious, detailed, and firmly grounded in specific evidence. The Manhattan District Attorney's indictment of Trump for falsifying business records of a hush money payment to a porn star is none of those things. This is the inadvertent genius of Donald Trump. He commits so many wrongs, some criminal, some unethical, others simply boorish, that the grievous bad acts tend to overwhelm the lesser ones. And now it's an unavoidable reality that the new federal charges against Trump underscore just how trivial and ill-conceived are the state-level charges pending against him in Manhattan. The problem here is that the Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg, who is a friend and former colleague of mine, I should say, he got there first. And his trial now occupies prime real estate on the all-important calendar, perhaps to the exclusion of any other potential pre-election trial. But with some reasonable negotiation and accommodation by prosecutors, the damage can be mitigated. So let's run through the differences between the two indictments, starting with the alleged conduct. A strange semantic debate emerged earlier this year over the Manhattan DA's case. Was Trump's charged conduct, falsifying internal paperwork about payments relating to sex, was it serious? Was it serious? The debate became an unsatisfying exercise in circularity. So let's settle on this. As all of human conduct goes, sure, doing something that breaks the law is serious. But within the universe of criminal conduct, no. Conduct that's either a misdemeanor or the lowest level felony, legally on the same plane as shoplifting offenses under New York law, likely punishable only by probation, is not serious. There is no such debate, of course, about the DOJ charges. The former president wrongly took, retained, and at times disclosed the most sensitive government information about nuclear programs, military plans, and our security vulnerabilities. And then he lied and he hid evidence from his lawyers. DOJ, and the grand jury. Nobody can rightly shrug off that conduct. The indictment by DOJ Special Counsel Jack Smith is a model of prosecutorial practice. It spins a vivid and compelling narrative, plainly and clearly. It's actually good reading if you take it out of the legal framework. The federal indictment details specific allegations, each backed up by reference to a particular piece of evidence. Text messages, emails, audio recordings, handwritten notes, photographs. The Manhattan DA's indictment, by contrast, 
tells us precious little. It's a bare-bones charging instrument that essentially lists the name of the crime charged and the dates on which each alleged violation occurred. There's an accompanying statement of facts which provides more detail, though little in the way of specific corroborating evidence. The DA's documents taken together leave much in doubt. For example, the charged falsification crime becomes a felony as opposed to a lowly misdemeanor only if it was committed in furtherance of some other crime. Yet the indictment fails to identify what that other crime is. And then there's the issue of timing. Jack Smith took over as special counsel in November 2022. He had a head start. DOJ already had been investigating Trump for classified documents since earlier that year. And Smith got the case charged and taken down in about seven months. Keep this in mind, by the way, as some continue to defend Attorney General Merrick Garland and Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis for rounding the corner on three years between January 6th and their still pending cases. Now, Bragg's charge, by contrast, landed nearly seven years after the actual hush money payments at issue. True, Trump couldn't have been charged while he was president, but another two and a half years lapsed after Trump left office. During that time, both the federal Southern District of New York and Bragg's predecessor as DA declined to bring those charges. And don't buy these set-piece defenses that the DA's office was told to stand down by the SDNY or that it had to go to the Supreme Court to get Trump's tax returns. These things are true, but realistically, they account only for temporary delay or diversion of limited resources. The Manhattan DA's case is set for trial starting in late March 2024, running into and possibly through April. It thereby occupies a Goldilocks zone of sorts, far enough out to allow for discovery, pretrial motions, and adequate trial prep time, but not so late that it bumps up against the November 2024 presidential election. Smith and his team of federal prosecutors therefore might be out of luck if they hope to try Trump before that election. They can't realistically try their case before the Manhattan DA. They'd have to start a trial in January 2024 or so, and that's just not going to happen, especially given the numerous and fairly complex pretrial motions that Trump surely will raise and that he has every right to raise. And if DOJ wants to hold its trial after the Manhattan DA, they're realistically looking at a start date in July 2024 or so, running through August. And you can't just stack these trials immediately back to back. The parties would have to build in at least some cushion to allow Trump and his team to reasonably prepare their defense. As we've discussed before on this podcast, I doubt a federal judge would countenance a late summer trial so close to the presidential election, especially coming on the heels of another trial that occupied much of the spring, nor would such a trial be in keeping with the spirit of DOJ's longstanding policy against taking steps that might influence an election too close to that election. But there's a solution to be had here. Smith and DOJ could essentially ask Bragg to stand down, to vacate his sweet spot trial position in March and April and give it up to the feds. This wouldn't be a simple process, but it might work. First, you'd need Bragg to agree. He might if it was in the greater good and perhaps if he might want to let somebody else with stronger charges take the first crack. If Bragg was on board, then he'd have to go to the state judge, Judge Juan Mershon, and ask him to postpone the trial. Mershon might grant the motion, given the higher priority and stakes of the federal case. And Donald Trump, of course, would have a say, too. He might object to postponing his state trial, reasoning that he'd have a better chance to prevail in the hush money case than in the federal case. And keep in mind, the defendant is the one who holds the right to a speedy trial. Or perhaps Trump would consent to adjourning his state case, reasoning that he'd have a better chance with a federal jury drawn from red state Florida than a state jury pulled from deep blue Manhattan. 
Reasonable people can disagree about whether the Manhattan DA should have charged Trump first or at all. But it's plain that the DA's hush money case pales in comparison to the new federal case. At this point, Bragg's indictment is creating a genuine impediment to the best interests of justice and our political process. He should get out of the way and let the feds go first. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and stay informed.